everyone and welcome to another episode of Change Making Women um, and this evening we have uh, another guest with us so um, we have Lillian Galinoma who is also in Dar es Salaam Sing it with me sister, sing it with me brother, sing it with me father, sing it with me mother and sing it And along with Ziad, obviously she's in Dar es Salaam and I'm podcasting from London in the UK. So Lillian. Thank you, Marianne. Um, okay, you've already mentioned my name, so I'm Lillian I'm currently uh, the talent manager for... Um, we call it local ATVL, that's Zimbabwe. But recently it's been making headlines for uh, being bought out by uh, the, the largest brewery in, in the world, which is AB and Bev. Uh-huh. So we're changing identity at the moment. So it's Lillian working for AB and Bev. Yeah. Good to have you on this show. And Diada, how are you doing this evening? No, I'm fine, thank you. Well, welcome, Lillian. Thank you very much for um, allowing us to speak your brain a bit and you know and talk about some of the causes that are very close to your heart thank you thank you for having me it's a pleasure cool. so what we wanted to ask you a little bit about what what inspires you to want to make a difference or what first inspired you maybe okay um i'm, I'm gonna focus more on on the women agenda because yeah. it's something that's very close to me and mm-hmm. um coming from, I mean, working in Dar es Salaam, I've, I've managed to see how uh, how much more we can make a difference here. So um, maybe it goes back to when I started working. Um, I was just a trainee fresh out of uni and excited to do something new, you know, get to learn. I was eager to to be something and add value in the, in the office. And I was the youngest and also the female, the youngest female in, mm-hmm. in the team. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was in charge of a couple of projects, and those projects required me to work with a lot of people, a team of almost uh, 20 people, and most of them were uh, older than me, and most of them were men as well. Mm-hmm. So one thing I realized is that as I was heading the projects, it was very hard for me to get myself, uh, to get things going. So I had to speak twice as loud. I had to work twice as hard for things to get moving. Mm-hmm. Because everyone would just look at me and say, nah, you're just a young girl, what would you know? So I, I dislike the fact that um, the reference was being made to my gender. Because I, I grew up, my family is uh, very modern, I can say. I grew up knowing that, yes, you're a girl, but that doesn't define who and what you should do. So mm-hmm. just go for it, do whatever you want to do. So I was pretty confident. I would say I was confident in what I was doing. And uh, I was not afraid to ask questions and explore. But uh, this was being met with a lot of backlash. So I, was, I, I, I would ask myself, why is this, why is this? And over the years, I realized, actually, um, as I observed, women here in Tanzania don't really have much of a place or much of a say uh, unless, you know, you're at a very senior role. And by the time you get there, you fight to the nail to get there. Yeah. So for me, what, what makes me want to change this whole perspective is that actually we're equal. We, we do deserve a seat on the table. If it's mm-hmm. having a board meeting, we can 
existed there. We can equally contribute to something great. And um, I want to slowly start changing that, first of all, by actually influencing the people who can make the change, which is the girls, the young women, you know, the people who don't have that, the support that I did when I was growing up, who yeah. are not as confident and who actually need to be uh, supported. Uh, so that's the young women and currently the women that I work with, wherever I can make a difference to find out, I, I would love to do that. So that's what's pushing me. That's what's driving me. Let me change this whole agenda. I know people say you can't get to 50-50 as soon as you want, but I think we can start slowly and why not? Interesting. And so have you been, um, how's that impacted how you do the work that you're doing? Like, how's that? Okay. Um, all right. Um, luckily, I have a very supportive uh, uh, boss. Um, first of all, I have somebody who's supportive. So one of the things that I've managed to influence over the past couple of years is um, we've managed to, to put uh, gender as an agenda, if I can say. So mm-hmm. right now we're tracking diversity across all levels, um, at executive level, uh, management level, and across the whole organization. Simply because one as a yes, want to have more women, but we also need more women at the top, not just let's do something across all levels. Uh, two, um, we've also um, last year for my organization, so it's, it's a support system for women, mm-hmm. by women for women, and, and uh, it's mostly aimed at, uh, yes, first, uh, let's work on your career, let's see what we can do more for you, what support you need, but also being a woman is quite challenging, you've got children, you've got other things, other, um, uh, you know, things that weigh you down, and how can we help? that be easier for you to be able to actually have a good balance between the two. So it's more of a support system. And we also do uh, pick people from the forum that we can develop as leaders as well. So um, we take them through leadership programs. So essentially we want to see us growing women to sit at the top of the table, but at the same time, we also want to encourage women to, to seek out the opportunities. Don't just sit and wait for somebody to come and make a difference. What more can you do for yourself? So that's how it's been helping me uh, that. and. Uh, I would say externally as well. I have a special focus on the young girls in university. That's my personal agenda. I need people to graduate knowing that they are worth something, that they can contribute something, and uh, they can determine that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And from uh, when you started until now, in terms of diversity, how do you see it change? Has it changed to some percentage, or it's still very slow? It has changed. Um, I would say at the executive level, it's slower than would be generally simply because obviously you need to have um, the best of the best and that's something we've been working on so let me just talk about um, uh, generally we were when we started out it was about 15% across the whole organization at the moment we're at 20% and this has been a three-year roughly three-year uh, program and agenda. So I would say that's some change. And um, the the more we, we, we reach our targets, the higher we push the targets. So right now we're aiming at getting to 25%, possibly even by next year. And soon after we'll go to 30% and so forth. Like, I think the more and more people are buying into the agenda and not, um, you know, we, it's, it's, a, it's a manufacturing business. So when you want a lady who's got a, 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 an engineering degree, someone will say, does she have children? Is she planning to have children? And those are the questions that I want you to ask does it matter if they have children they can still work they can still contribute we just need to be flexible enough to create that environment for them to be able to to do their best and then you know go home to their families so yeah it has been changing and in terms of perception you know the the whole uh, fact that you know we need to have this diversity is almost political so to some perhaps to some women i'll be thinking when they hear about you know like mm-hmm. companies trying to have this you know equal opportunities for everyone I just feel like there's still that 
that perception that's still there is like you're only pushing us because you know there's some sort of agenda you know some sort of agenda for us to just fill in this the space what's your take on that okay internally i don't feel it as much simply because of uh, maybe the way we we approached um you know the whole agenda we did not just um start by saying you know what we're going to do something about the executives and meet the rest of you we're like no let's do this together something can change something can happen you know let's uh so we had meetings and we asked women what what matters to you most what's dragging you down what's going on let's have your opinion so we can work based on mm-hmm. that so when you listen to the people when you see what's really hurting them what is uh pushing them down if at all i mean we have great great people and they can tell you i work in an office where i'm I've got seven men reporting to me and they look at me like I'm nothing because I'm a woman. You know, small yeah. things like that are huge things, actually. So once we, we start working through that and then we also get to, to uh, I believe that if you want to change perceptions, you also need to work with the men. Yeah. So we've been also doing forums where we get the men in and we get them to know mm. what women have to say and then work with them as well, like what more can we do? Why do you think our society is so patriarchal when we need to be changing towards, you know, modern, you know, nowadays women work. They contribute at the, uh, in the house as well. They're equal contributors to, to the family well-being. So you've got to start doing more about how you approach them and how you treat them. So perceptions have been a bit easier for us internally. Externally, I haven't felt the political um uh, backlashes, uh, people thinking that it's a political agenda as much, mainly because uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe I need to spread out more and, and talk to more people. But uh, I interact with uh, different women in different organizations. We're also uh, part of the UN Women, uh, any initiatives that they have, I always make sure that we're there and we're in the forum and we hear what people have to say. But most concerns are actually about do something for women. Don't you think you need to do a bit more right now as an organization? Maybe have mm. nursing rooms. So people are starting to think forward of what more you can do apart from just saying, yeah, we have a forum. Yeah, we're going to support you. But yes, make it easy for me to want to be at the office, you know? If I'm yeah. having a baby and I come back uh, three months, you know, maternity leave is 84 days. Is that truly enough? And then um, at the same time, if you give someone 84 days, you're thinking, oh, the business is going to suffer. But you know what? I, I came from maternity leave um, just two, under two years ago. And um, I had to call my boss and I said, I don't like it when you go back to me. I know I'm enjoying maternity leave raising my kid but I also want to know what's going on. I want to be a part of the progress so that when I come back, I don't feel left behind. And that's really important for people. So I think slowly people are starting to accept that there's a genuine interest, but it also depends on the support that you get at the top. And in terms of uh, um, at TBL, do you feel like you've had sufficient support to be able to implement some of the women's recommendations around some of these things or... Have there been challenges? I don't know. So we've um, currently, for example, we're restructuring our offices and we're doing more open plan. So um, we had this idea, you know what? I know we have a clinic on site, but um, how about you have a room specifically for nursing? Why not? Yeah. You know, if people want to go pump and bring their kids over, why not? And uh, it was met with a lot of, oh, it's going to cost a lot of money. We're like, yeah, but sorry, this is our agenda. We either say we're supporting you know, uh, growing the number of females that we have in the business. And if we're doing that, then we have to do more than what we're currently doing. So it's, it's you know, something that's got to give. And uh, went through presentations and you know what, guess what, my boss comes in and says, you know what, Lillian is right. 
we want more female leaders in this organization. So you, you've got to step up. And uh, so currently we're working on, on a nursing home, which is the first ever in any of our breweries. Or maybe, I don't even know if in Tanzania we currently have that. And if we do, I commend the people that actually do that. So. Oh, wow. Uh, no, no, I haven't heard of it in Tanzania, to be quite honest. Maybe they do have it. <laughs> yeah, maybe but really, really good initiative. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. No, that's great. So, um, yeah, we we're going to ask you what, 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 so what motivates you to keep going with this? Like, you know, it sounds like it maybe takes quite a lot of energy to keep on, you know, pushing with some of these things what what motivates you to keep on going and trying to make a difference within your organization for women um maybe because of the fact that i think i'm a little bit of a feminist at heart uh, most people don't want to admit when uh, that they're they have, they've got a bit of feminism but um i'll tell you what 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 gets me going right now i read um the book uh women the will to work and lead by mm -hmm. cheryl sandberg and uh, quite frankly, I don't know if, you, if any of you have gotten to read it, but it's a book I always recommend any, any working woman because um, the biggest hassle ever is when you get to have uh, a career and grow your family at the same time. Uh, sometimes you end up giving more to one side than the other and you want to give equal weight to both, you know, if you're enjoying what you're doing. So the book actually showed me the challenges that women actually go through and what uh, Cheryl had to, to do for her to get somewhere. And it helped that her partner was, you know, her equal partner at home as well. So it makes me feel like if this lady can do it and she's going through the same issues that we are going through, then why can't, why can't we make it easier for women to feel like they can do it? You know, they can be the next, you know, engineer, they can be whatever they want because mm -hmm. there's adequate support. So for me, it's, it's almost saying that I'm tackling what people label impossible, but um, it keeps me going because I know it's possible, but let's just start changing mindsets slowly. Let's start getting the support and let's start people getting to believe in the agenda. And then we do it. Yeah, I, I think that's what keeps me going. The fact that I wanted to change in the next couple of years. I want my great grandkids and somebody else's great grandkids not to have to face similar issues, but their battles to be different, you know? You spoke of challenges. What challenges you the most? Oh, wow. <laughs> I think um, <laughs> just just if, if something seems impossible, <laughs> you know, like I mentioned earlier, the whole 50-50 uh, getting to equality. People usually ask, um, for example, if it's just regarding the women agenda, uh, don't you think at this point you guys are getting to be a bit sexist by having so many women? And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> don't even get me started. That's not even being sexist at all because we have years and years if not centuries of just being left behind so we've got to go up to a certain level even if we're never 50 50 for us to say that this is working well so it seems impossible but that keeps me going because i want to change that i want to make somebody believe in this idea and agenda and make it work so uh the challenges is just the impossible having to get the support but making it happen as well and you know it's funny how when you you're fighting for a cause you always get tagged <laughs> and you're most certainly that you're going to be called a feminist for some reason we're used to it trust me and uh, your biggest success and your achievement to date uh, for now uh, um, again uh, on the women agenda i'm just gonna talk about our forum uh, simply because it came from being an idea into a reality yeah and uh, i mean you should just see uh currently we're trying to to actually have people or the women have more ownership so we're having people elect uh, the chairwomen 
Mm -hmm. uh, and then they can actually have agendas that are relevant to them. We're across um, Tanzania, uh, across maybe four or five sites, five sites mm -hmm. at most. And uh, what may be relevant for us in Dar es Salaam might not be relevant in Mwanza. Mm -hmm. So as much as we have a common goal, we want people also to have ownership of what matters to them the most. For example, um, uh, uh, there are these things they call the Vikobas, the Asakos. So some women want to know more about that. They want to be able to empower themselves so that even though they have a salary, they're working, they have something outside there to support their families. So things like that, whatever it is that is relevant to them outside of our main agenda, we want them to drive it and you know, make it a bigger success. So I could say that's one of my biggest successes, just making this come from an idea to a reality and actually having some results from that. Mm, it sounds great. How many women are participating in those across the business then? It sounds like... Um... <laughs> but a big agenda. It's all the women in our business, actually. So okay. as I said, they're 20%, so uh, all the women. If somebody is not participating there must be one or two people uh, yeah. because they're in and out of the country but all the women all 20 percent of our women are part of the forums mm. and um yeah out of that forum we've also got the the local i i think i mentioned it earlier the leadership um um we've got a women leadership um agenda with mm -hmm. uh, one of our local communities it's called ATE association of Tanzanian employers mm -hmm. so we've uh, committed two of our women it was a pilot but we also wanted to see what they've got what they're doing and they're actually partnering with uh netherlands and uh with an institute in netherlands and netherlands scandinavian countries are actually really good with uh with, with women if if you've heard of it you know for example in sweden uh netherlands itself um you know it's, you almost find that maybe there is an almost equal balance so they know how to go about it yeah. so we just don't have a forum where we're sending people to go and talk about things that are not going to change we actually have very good people coming through to, to train them. And it's a year with, uh, it's a year long leadership uh, program. So once these two people finish off, we're gonna commit four people and we're gonna increase the number. Okay. So essentially when I see uh, the number of women leaders that we're, we're developing increase in the next couple of years. So that, that's like a training they go to, to, to kind of in, enhance their knowledge about how to get these things done. Exactly. And also just basic uh, skills that we take for granted. I mean, as much as um, uh, everybody, it's not just for women, it's everyone. But right now we're focusing on the women, what skills we want them to have. So when you go there and you're presenting your case, how do you lay out your proposal, for example? How do you study the crowd you're talking to? You know, things that we take for granted, but people could actually, uh, 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 you know, learn something from and make, put it to use. So very interesting. It is. I mean, it's amazing. I can't wait to see the results. You know, you, you want to, uh, we always um, have this thing, um, myself and my team, when you plan something, don't just make it an, an event. You know, you have to make it something. An event is something that happens and finishes. So this yeah. is not one of those. I wanted to continue and continue and grow and grow into, you know, something that we're still talking about. I want to take you, you two back to the feminist thing. <laughs> So I, I would have no problem in being caught, you know, in saying I was a feminist, but I'm interested mm -hmm. in the, in the, um, in, in what it is that makes you feel like, you know, maybe that's like something that you might get tagged with or, you know, I think actually the other said that I'm just interested in the, what, what your perspective on that. Maybe. Being tagged as a feminist. <laughs> well, maybe because 
I, I think a large part of, of everything I do right now is focusing on that. And um, yeah, right. I actually want to, to introduce a mentoring program. I mean, come on, um, Marianne, when you look at the number of women or girls in school, there are quite a lot. Um, mm. But it doesn't reflect at the workplace. No, so because yeah. yeah, because I'm a professional, I'm, I'm I'm referring to the workplace, but also entrepreneurs will tell me that a, a lot of women end up being entrepreneurs, and uh, it's great. But they should also have options. You don't have to end up being an entrepreneur because no. there's no job for you. So for me, I know I'm gonna get tagged as a feminist, <laughs> but I also want to see more women represented at the workplace. You know, uh, half of the people, whatever business you're in, you have your customers who are women too. But why yeah. would you have like just a small portion of women in your business representing a larger portion of your women who are your customers, you know? In a sense, let's let's look at our society, how do you balance off, you know, what we have inside and outside. And it's also nice, you know, you have different opinions. They say women are emotional, we come from a different space of thought or whatever. But even so, that's okay. And um, I also don't want the whole thing of women who are looking out for what they want to be called the acting as men mm. in quotes because technically when a man is doing that it's okay but when if a woman is doing that you're, you're calling her a man but really no she just wants you know to do something that is driving her so why not yeah. so as much as i'm fighting for all this i know i could get labeled as a feminist and personally i don't have too much of a problem with that because i think this is something that is way uh it's way we're way behind we should yeah. be right now talking different things but we're just catching up um i'll tell you a random fact um uh, i i had a talk once in in a forum and um i found out that there's only one man than um than the men and you know which country that is can any of you take a wild guess i could say tanzania <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not. Tanzania. <laughs> it's not Tanzania. No? Take a walk, okay, guess. Should I tell please. you what it is? Yeah, tell us. Please tell do. Us. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> I found out that it's Rwanda. So Rwanda has 63.4% women in the parliament. That's a huge number. And um, if you look at the um, world average, it's only 20%. So for me, that's a huge thing. I'm looking at Rwanda. I'm like, Rwanda is there. So why can't we? In Tanzania, it's 14%, by the way. Uh, random fact. <laughs> so um, it, it's not just the parliament, but even in, in the work life in uh, blue chip companies and whatnot, we're really underrepresented. So because this is something, whether it's in my current job or outside, I want to see how we can make a difference out there. Speaking of that, I think um, I think so far Africa has been very well <laughs> represented in terms of women in comparison to not Europe and such, but some other countries in the world that are much more powerful economically i would you, say you mean in terms uh, of women in parliament yeah in term in terms of women in parliament yes yes yeah it's an interesting yeah, one yeah. as well isn't it it's an interesting um True. yes it's always an interesting statistic i don't think ours is not great in the uk certainly i don't know exactly where it is now but i don't think it's ever gone over 20 something or <laughs> somewhere there so yeah very interesting i believe we're making headway good to know actually <laughs> i mean that's a positive thing for us but also um oh, one of the things that um the, um the research says is that sometimes also people comply because it's expected of them to have more representation of of uh, women mm-hmm. i don't know if that's the case for us but um there are many different reasons that people say this is why it's so high and whatnot but it would be nice to get to the point where people actually that yes we're we're good with males and females on board so why not um 
that that's what I'm saying. You know, there's more to it. It's happening. It's changing. But I would also hope that the content of why and the how is relevant to to what we're trying to do. I just looked it up. The so we currently have our highest ever percentage, and it's twenty nine percent. There you go. We are we're we're nowhere near fifty either. Twenty nine percent. Yeah. But that's something. That is yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is. And it's interesting, like that. It, but it, that that it, that it doesn't seem to push. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't quickly go to fifty percent once people supposedly wake up to these things. That there's a lot of you know resistance in the system as well as the actual. You know, it's not just that people need to accept that women can be in parliament and have you know, positions of leadership and power. But then there's all these other things, like I guess you were talking about that work against it around like, okay, but then what happens when they have kids and they can't, you know, where do they feed their kids? How do they come back to work? Do they, you know, is there flexible, whatever. And I think they certainly that um, being an MP in this country anyway, is just like a really time consuming job. And I think a lot of women do actually drop out of it when they have a family because it's just not, the quality of life is pretty pretty dire and like that's an issue as well you know in a yeah. lot of jobs yeah. right yeah yeah for sure yeah it's there and i think that's why i always recommend uh people to read this book because um what cheryl sandberg says is also she's reaching out to the men she pretty much says uh your partner needs to be a partner and uh to be honest if our societies aren't too patriarchal where the woman is exposed she's working but yes at the end of the day when you come home you have to take care of your kids if you actually have an equal weight in how you do things at home you might actually realize that both of you have time to pursue something else as well because you're each giving each other a chance to do that so i think there's a lot more to it than just empowering women but also do the men understand uh, where getting at and how can we work together to make this happen and a lighter side how do you relax after all of this you're juggling you know work <laughs> husband children yeah. how do you keep that balance going how oh do you gosh. relax and at the end of the day getting your your self time as well <laughs> really important but oh my goodness um Weekends are generally full, to be honest, uh, because we've got uh, two little girls. Um, but as they're growing up and as they each, you know, my, my little one tells me, Mom, I want to go to music school. I'm like, okay, you can go because that means I have two hours to myself. Mm-hmm. For you. Um, but so uh, we find activities for them to do. So while they're doing, um, you know, whatever activities they're up to, I, I, I get to catch up on my reading. I mean, I... I, I really used to read a lot of books. I have a huge collection because I made it my priority, but um, having kids, it slowed down because every moment you have to do something with the other and, you know, my husband. But uh, I'm, I'm really catching up on a lot of my reading. I also like uh, watching a lot of TEDx talks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm secretly hoping that one day I'll be a good speaker. So I'll wait on that. I'll work on that. And um, when I can, obviously the saloon dates and whatnot, but mostly reading uh, Watching movies, TEDx, catching up with, you know, the world that's going on there. That's how I get to relax. And with friends, of course. I have to meet my friends from time to time. Yeah, 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 of course. Thing, you know, <laughs> the social basis. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have yeah. to at, at some point. Yeah. Otherwise, you just go, You're disconnected you go crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, you yeah. need that disconnect. Mm. Yeah. Um, just to take you back a bit, you you 
talk about uh, the mentorship. I think Marianne, our last episode, um, we spoke to uh, Grayson about yeah, the mentorship the yeah, program so. that they have in Kenya. So the mentorship, I'm assuming, or listening to you, is, is something that you would like to start, or it's already in, in process? In, in our company, it's in process, along with the Women's Forum. Uh, um, where we have um, women mentoring other women. But also um, my plan is even if um, we can use the same women to mentor girls outside, to mentor other young people, um, mm. it would be something lovely to do. But usually with HRT begins at home, so we want to see some significant changes uh, internally first before we can say, okay, now let's let's go outside there and do something. And also uh, mentoring for me, uh, again, it, it has to start early on. If we can start from a high school level, you know, where people are still wondering what they're going to do, what they can do and whatnot, growing into the university level, by the time they finish and they're ready to work or to set out on their own ventures, they're good to go. You know, they've had that support throughout. They've had people they can talk to and reach out to. So um, it's a plan for us. And um, I personally do mentor other people outside, uh, but when it comes to uh, going on a wider scale, I'd like to use a women's forum, people who benefited from having this support. How can you use it to go out there into society and, and make a difference there? Yeah. We should put you in touch with Grace. <laughs> with Grace, now, definitely. Now lovely. I would yeah. love to know how she would be going on about it. And, you know, I'm always ready to learn. Mm. something new it's scary because you don't uh, uh put yourself in the space where you're you're supposed to be a, a good example you're supposed to be leading and you meet with so many different situations you don't know where to start but you also don't want to fail them so it would be really nice to know how, how um, somebody else would go through about it yeah. and uh, how we can also do the same yeah yeah i think that's an interesting yeah. an interesting question as well that you raise like you don't want to let people down by over kind of over committing to, to doing something and yeah not having the structures in place to to make sure that you can mentor them right we should definitely put you in touch with grace <laughs> so there's one more thing that we like to ask our ask our guest which is what's the most important lesson that you've learned along the way that might be useful for people that are this women that are listening what's your wisdom that you'd love to share with our with our listeners um, i think my biggest lesson along the way was um not giving up in, in in what you believe in um just stick through to making your dreams a reality uh it's it's so hard because um you're expected to really balance everything imperfectly and and go home and smile and you know your life is perfect but also it's, it's nice seeing the you move on. And the world is changing. Soon you're going to have flexible working schedule and you don't have to stress so much. <laughs> but it's just that, don't give up, yeah. Brilliant, thank you. I totally agree with Absolutely. that. Advice. Thank you so much for coming Stick on. Stick to it, you know. <laughs> Keep it going. I wanted to say thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank with you us. for having me. You're so welcome. Yeah. It's been really interesting hearing about stuff you're doing within, within the company to, to make a difference for women that are working there and um we um we're really we're really happy to to have you on the show thank you for having me it's been a pleasure i'm glad that you guys are doing what you do and i'll be listening up to more podcasts soon as well so um yeah thank you And our theme tune over and over was written and performed by eleanor brown who you can find at eleanorbrownmusic.com <laughs>